Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy Dave Revson, lead studio host for the Big Ten Network. You can find him on Twitter at BTN Dave Revson. Dave, how you been? I'm great. What's going on, Bill? Well, uh, we're just hoping to get through the college football season. I guess the best way to explain it, you've had some big games that have been canceled, some big games have been played, but I, I want to start off with this Badgers team because, uh, you know, for as much as we, you know, talk about, uh, you know, what uh, Ohio State does in representation of the Big Ten, the Badgers have looked extremely good, but it's only been a small sample size. So what have you taken away for the first couple of games of this Badgers team? Well, I mean, I think they're really good. Like, I don't have any doubts that they're a very good team because not only have they – look, they've played two – I mean, they played one bad team and one that I guess would generously be described as average, although maybe only by reputation. I mean, I think Michigan's pretty bad too. But they've done what you would expect a good team to do against a bad team. That's They've blown them out. I'm really impressed by them. I think the defense is really something. I mean, these first two games – I've only given up one offensive touchdown. They're they're just I expected them to be good because of the returning personnel. They've been everything I thought they would be. I think the revelation has been on offense and particularly that first game with Graham Mertz, how good he was. He didn't need to be as good against Michigan and, and he wasn't. Uh but again, like just the number of different backs they were able to throw at Michigan and uh, you know, offensively kind of the the fact that Wolverines just had no answer against them. I think that spoke a lot to me because my concern for Wisconsin coming into this year was offense. You know, that you, you lost one of the greatest running backs really in the history of college football. I mean, he's had, he stuck around statistically, he would have been the best. I uh, had the most rushing yards before his senior year of any back in the history of the game. And then they lost their best deep threat in Quintez Cephas. So to me, that was the question. How do you replace Taylor and Cephas? Can you still be a powerful offense? Offense. I uh, I was more impressed, I think, with the fact that they came out and looked so good after taking off a few weeks because of COVID. Uh, I was surprised. I, I said going into that game, look, I thought Wisconsin was the better team, but my concern was being off for that period of time, no practices, just individual workouts, and really not being able to put everything together. And the way they came out and just looked that impressive I mean do we underrate Paul Christ first and foremost because you hear about all the different coaches that are out there Paul Christ doesn't get mentioned in a lot of their breath and I think Paul Christ is a tremendous coach yeah I don't underrate him I mean when people ask me about the elite coaches in the Big Ten he's always one of the first people that I mention for exactly the reason you said I mean just the incredible consistency year in and year out 
I mean, there have only been five Big Ten coaches who have gotten to 50 wins in their first five years. And, you know, it's a who's who. It's Urban Meyer. It's Fielding Yost. It's Jim Tressel. Paul Chris is on that list. Like, it's, it's pretty amazing. So I think, Bill, they were aided by the fact that they know exactly who they are. So if you're in that program, you know, you've been working in Joe Rudolph's offense. You've been working in Jim Leonard's defense. They don't have to reinvent themselves. They're a program where if there isn't spring practice, as there wasn't for many of these Big Ten schools, you know, no one got their full allotment of spring practice. Does it hurt you? Yeah, it hurts everybody. But it hurts the teams that don't know who they are, that are trying to install a new offense or a new defense. They're trying to reinvent themselves with a new head coach. Wisconsin is the same Wisconsin they've been the entire time he's there. And so, to me, I guess I, I was surprised in that they had some personnel that was sitting out, you know, that, that you did have some people who were thrust into roles they ordinarily wouldn't be in in the Michigan game. The fact that they were ready to go and that there wasn't a lot of confusion, I mean, you know, I, have like, I think they have two penalties in the first two games or some absurdly low number. They just know who they are, and so it's a lot easier for them to get it back up and running than it is for other teams. I really like what uh, other teams are doing in the Big Ten. Northwestern obviously sitting at number 19, Indiana at number 9. You've got Ohio State. I've been so impressed with some of the, I'm going to say, non-traditional programs that have been on the rise for a while. Talk about Indiana and what they've been doing over the last few years. You know, they get Ramsey in, then he transfers to Northwestern. He's become an icon there. Obviously, Indiana's got their thing going. I mean, it's, it's been a program on the rise for a while now. It has been, Bill. I'm, I'm really glad that this has kind of come to fruition this year. Tom Allen's an amazing guy. I always say they say people wear their heart on their sleeve. I mean, Tom Allen doesn't just wear his heart on his sleeve. It's like pulsating there for the entire world to see. You know, he is, he is emotional. He loves his team. He always preaches that, loving each other. And we're seeing it come to fruition. They – it started with Tevin Wilson. I mean, he got the offense going and got them to the point where they could, they could score with people. They just couldn't stop anyone, and he brought in Tom Allen to be his defensive coordinator. And then, of course, there were the off-the-field issues, and Kevin Wilson ended up leaving, and Tom Allen took over. The offense, frankly, isn't what it was under Kevin Wilson. It's, it's toned down a little bit. It's not at that level. But I think he's married the offense to the defense much better than where they were before. I think the offense put the defense in some difficult spots. I think those up-tempo offenses often do. And then Tom Allen had the foresight to kind of step away from running the defense day-to-day last year and brought in a defensive coordinator in Kane Womack, who's done a really good job. So to me, that's the story. Like, I understand Michael Penix. People haven't really digested Indiana. They see the Michael Penix dive. They see that he, he throws some beautiful balls. And so they see that, they see Wap failure and Ty Freifogel, and they think, well, this is an offensive juggernaut. I don't really think that's the story. To me, the, the defense is much better than the offense. I think that's the harder piece of the puzzle, often at schools like that, because there's no way to smoke and mirrors defense. You have to have the guys in there who can stop people. And that's sometimes harder to recruit and harder to do. But that's what they've done. Uh, now, the one thing I would say about Indiana this year is, look, they haven't beaten great teams, right? Now, that doesn't mean you're not good yourself. You can only beat who's on your schedule. But the teams they've beaten are a combined 3-13. and 13. So we'll have a really good sense, I think, after this game against Ohio State of, of where they stand and, and just how good they are. 
Uh, Penn State, a little bit surprising. Sitting at 0-4, they had that comeback against Nebraska, and I thought, boy, they're going to pull this off, and then they, they just couldn't finish the job. And, and Give me the lowdown on what you're thinking, uh, the direction Penn State is headed. Yeah, it's a little bit of a mess. So that's one where they didn't get their spring practice. They had a new offensive coordinator in Kirk Scirocco. It's pretty clear to me that the offense hasn't really clicked. They moved the ball great. I mean, there's a crazy stat out there, Bill. I don't know if you heard it. But they've had two losses now where they have outgained their opponent by more than 200 yards, including the Indiana game where they outgained them by 277 yards and lost the game. And you say, well, is that unusual? Yes, this century, there's only been one other team that's lost two games in the season where they outgained their opponent by 200 yards. It was Washington State like five years ago, and that's a Mike Leach offense where you move it up and down the field and you stall out in the red zone often. Uh, and that's what Penn State has done. I mean, they were one for six touchdowns in the red zone against Nebraska. So I look at them. I look at their opt-outs, which definitely hurt them. I mean, they lost maybe the best defensive player in America to an opt-out, and Micah Parsons. He certainly was on the short list in that conversation. Uh, they've been really banged up at running back, including Journey Brown now having to retire. He's a was a kid who I think a lot of people saw as a high-round NFL pick going forward. So there have been some explanations for what's going on with Penn State. But that being said, they just don't look that look. I mean, I think I was really struck by the game against Maryland where you look like towards the end of the game, it didn't even look like some guys on defense were really hustling, hustling all the way. So it just feels like maybe in a short season where there just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot to play for and things start to go south early. Maybe it's harder to keep guys engaged, and I think that's maybe a little bit of what we're seeing with Penn State, Bill. But I'm not sounding massive alarms for them. I still think fundamentally they're in a pretty good place. I think they have a really good coach, and I feel like this will go down as a bunch. Uh, talking with Dave Repson of the Big Ten Network. Uh, before I, I get out of here, I've got to ask you about the upcoming opponent for uh, the Wisconsin Badgers, and that is Northwestern. Northwestern just put it on Maryland and then barely escaped against Iowa in Iowa. Uh, a Nebraska team that I thought would be on the come this year just hasn't been able to do it. They beat Nebraska. And then a Purdue team that gets off to a fast start this season, they beat them there as well. This is not a team, and like I said, when Ramsey transferred there, he's a pretty solid quarterback, can throw the ball. It's a weird place to play down there in Evanston. So I, the next opponent for the uh, Wisconsin Badgers, not a pushover by any stretch of the imagination anymore. Yeah, we were talking about Indiana and who they've beaten. I mean, you mentioned the teams Northwestern's beaten. Uh, the four teams they've beaten are 7-2 and two in their games against teams other than Northwestern. So they've beaten some pretty good opponents. You know, look, they have had great success against Wisconsin through the years. They've won five of the last six meetings in Evanston. It's a really even series. Uh, they've split the last six and the last 14. I saw a crazy stat this week where Wisconsin has been favored in every single game against Northwestern since 1988, which is just mind-boggling. It's 26 games, and Northwestern's won 12 of them straight up. So, you know, they do a, they're pretty good against the run. You know, they've kind of built their team on defense. And so, to me, the way that Wisconsin beats them is, you know, can you, first of all, can you just hold them totally in check on offense? And, and I think that's doable. I don't think this is a very good Northwestern offense at all. Uh, you mentioned Peyton Ramsey, and they're certainly far better than they were last year when they were just abysmal. But they don't have anyone who can stretch the field. And I, I don't think that's a great recipe for success against Wisconsin. I think you need some people who can stress that defense. 
Otherwise, I think Wisconsin just packs it in. I guess the question is how well Wisconsin's able to move the ball against Northwestern. I think Northwestern's really good defensively. And again, this is just an even series. Pat Fitzgerald has kind of built his program with the notion of how do you beat Wisconsin? How do you beat Iowa? I think he understands those are the programs he has to get past in the West. And they've had very good success relatively against those two programs. I don't think it's an accident. I think Wisconsin is the better team, but, you know, I think this has the hallmarks of a close game because that's kind of what Northwestern plays. Dave, always a pleasure to get you on with us. Thanks so much for taking a couple of minutes, and uh, we'll talk again, okay? All right, sounds great. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. Dave Rapson, lead studio host for the Big Ten Network, joining us uh, on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.